Welcome to Brain Stew, the ultimate A to Z podcast. All views and opinions of that of our own and do not reflect or promote the views of others. Morning, good evening, welcome to Brain Stew. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well. We're doing this very fast at the start tonight, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> yeah. It, it, the, the episode will be over in minutes. I'm pretty sure it will. Well, I hope we can bring some stupidity to people's ears for this uh, funny world we're living in at the minute. Yes, God yes. It's mm. uh, it's getting worse, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty horrific. So, we have a special guest on the show this week, our good friend Ben Garber. How you doing, Ben? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Round of applause. Yeah, That's a nice it. warm welcome to Ben. So, but... I've got fitness fanatic, Pokemon Go explorer, IT tech specialist... And host of Absolute Bedlam podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah, is that, does that sum you up, do you reckon? Absolute Bedlam? Yeah. I flip between things quite aggressively, so yeah. I think that's perfect for me already. I think that was a good description for you. Yeah. So, yeah. so how's the podcast going? It's good. I still need to create the, um, the logo of Beehive Bedlam. <laughs> well, I want the, the to be the logo of Classic the Sky game Hell yeah. yeah I think everyone knows what that game is it's I think that's still a thing on Sky as well I think that you can still play it Yeah, It's probably the only reason people still have Sky Because it's so fucking yeah. expensive yeah. It's um, £400 yeah. a month Doesn't matter as long as I get Beehive Bedlam It's fine Yeah, I'm about 20 months in now And I love it Yeah, so just to give our, our listeners a, a bit of an idea of what your podcast is Do you want to give us a, a little... Little yeah. rundown of it. It's essentially people that I look up to, and I just want to have a chat with them. It yeah. started off as just mates. Like I've had you on, I've had Jim on, I've had various friends yeah. throughout the years on to reconnect with them. But yeah, you've I had started... some, uh, some some cool guests recently. Some um, yeah, sort of bigger bands, haven't you? As well? Then I started emailing people just out of the blue, just hoping that they'd reply to me, and they did. Yeah, and it's mental. It's just gone absolutely insane. It's great. So, yeah, so. Yeah. If, if uh, any of you guys want to go and check out Ben's podcast called Absolute Bedlam, uh, and it's on all, all platforms basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, next Tuesday, I've got Scott Middleton from Cancer Bats on. Cool, yeah, we, we covered uh, Cancer Bats in, in C in our yeah. episodes. So, Has he just yeah. left Cancer Bats? Yeah, just. So he, he's more yeah. happy to talk about all of that. He's, he, wants to yeah, cool. sto- he wants to just focus on music production. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so not, not actually being part of it, just the yeah. whole, like it, cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, so check that out if you get a chance, guys. Check Ben's podcast out. And he's, uh, well, before we go into that, is it time to bring in the mail? I think it's a bloody good opportunity to get that mail. Fetch the mail, fetch the mail. <laughs> it's your fucking mail. <laughs> so... Right, last week, well, the week before last, um, we had the issue where you quite rudely said that you were done with Pete, you didn't want to hear another fucking thing from Pete, and then last week, um, he sent us literally just a recipe for spaghetti bolognese, that's it, just literally that, right? No garlic bread, the prick. Well, were you, were you good, if he had it done, did, or did you make spaghetti bolognese this week? No, I didn't. I did. I followed Pete's recipe. Did you? It was lovely. Oh. Which is funny because Pete's emailed in. Right. Typical Pete. How was dinner? <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely, Pete. I made the effort. Five star bolognese, Pete. It was fucking cracking. So yeah, uh, keep him coming, Pete. Yeah, why not? Why not? I like Pete. Yeah. I got a lot of time for Pete. Yeah, cheers, Pete. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Anywho. Who else? Um, 
Stefo, uh, Stefo Berkeley, uh, says Green Day episode was unreal. I don't know whether Stefo means it was unreal because of our amazing facts and like stories about Green Day, or just for the insanity that followed the introduction of that button. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we really, really appreciate that. Um, Kaz in Frankfurt um, says, you guys are crazy. Shut up. Ha ha ha. Shut up. Yeah, I think she's right. I love it. Uh, Vix from CA says, check out Good Riddance. Awesome band. So we miss Good Riddance off G. Oh, a band called Good Riddance. Yeah, a band called Good Riddance. Yeah, I, I, have, I, I, I know nothing. No, no. Um, but I have seen their name on uh, lots of like tour posters maybe back in the day and haven't really um, delved into them. Do you know anything Good Riddance way? Don't, no. 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 So there you go, homework. Okay. A bit of Good Riddance. All right. Okay, Shall and do we have any other emails or letters that we need to go through? No, I have one coming up later on. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. In that case, moving on. Is it time to introduce this week's band? Let's introduce this week's band. Are we ready? Let's do it. Oh, hang on, hang on. For episode... I... <laughs> Just blew everybody's ears off again. Every time you say that, I'm so conscious in the edit, and then I look back at it and go like, yeah, that was pretty loud. I'm going to try that again. Now it's time for episode... I... Oh, that was like... It's the eye contact, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's utter filth. Biting the lip. He's biting his lip and staring oh. at me. Oh shit, there's someone here, isn't there? <laughs> Why haven't you got any clothes on, Chris? <laughs> it's Harry Podcast. <laughs> this is the way. I challenge Jay every week where he has clothes on, but he doesn't seem to be uh, changing his mind. Anyway, welcome to episode I. I, I, I. And the band this week is? No, I prefer the first one where it blew everyone there, so we're going to keep all this shit in. I'm all not right. editing a single bit out of this out. We're doing that. All right. Anyway. But it's not insane clown posse. In excess. Have you got more? Yeah. <laughs> Iron Maiden. Ooh. That's another number of genre. Place. In me. In me. That took a long time to get to that, didn't it? <laughs> I didn't have any more any more eyes that were funny. To be fair, you've just done all my other bands with eye now, so oh, yeah. I'm kind of very quiet later on in the show. <laughs> okay, so yeah. who, we who have are in me? In me are a band from Brentford. No? Brentwood. Oh, my bad. Brentwood, guys. Not Brentford. <laughs> right, I'm going to leave it to you guys. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, so basically um, Ben is here because A, we really like Ben, he's a lovely bloke, and B, he is an enormous In Me fan. Yeah. Um, so um, myself and Jay, both like In Me, got a lot of time for their music, but don't know them as well, or anywhere near as well as Ben does. So we're going to kind of be guided with Ben on this one, but just as a brief kind of um, foundation for you guys who don't know who In Me are, they are a British rock band um, from Brentwood, Essex, um, formed in 96. Um, and I think one of the coolest things about in me that I respect is the fact that they're very open about the fact that, you know, the, the, 
climate of the music scene has kind of driven them into doing day jobs and things like that and that crowdfunding and stuff like that is a key part of keeping that band going so I I think there's a lot of bands that probably hide behind that veil and sort of pretend that it's all you know rock and roll this rock and roll that but actually holding down a day job but these guys are very open about it and um, I've got a lot of respect for that because I think that's a that is a really really kind of um, honourable trait to have and a good level of integrity Do you want to start with um, Introduction to me like where where you first heard them and and you, maybe okay. the first song that you yeah. heard. So I found out who these were through my friend Gary Seal, yeah, um, who I've known since school. Um, he was obsessed with Tool, Trivium, and then he started listening to In Me. Oh, and right. I kind of discovered them some of their stuff. They've done so many B sides. I'll get onto that in a bit, but yeah, you can tell it's them. Even like there's some bands out there that are just so like. You can just tell it's Dave's They're voice. quite a unique sound, aren't they? Um, so, yeah, I just found out who they were through Gary, really. Um, and we What about just... the first song? Do you, do you remember the first time, first song you heard? I think the first song I heard was Underdose. Yeah, same. Uh, which was kind of all over Kerrang and Scuzz. Yeah. Um, then Just a Glimpse from White Butterfly. Yep. And Love Gary was a very competent guitarist. Unfortunately, he chose football instead of music. Oh, right. Which always seems to be a choice in people's lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a very proficient guitarist and he could like listen to one song and then he'd be able to play it. Wow. Because he's just next level. But chose but football. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I found out who they were by proxy, I suppose. Um, and I just love the way that they sounded. And like yeah. you said, the, the fact that they're open and the fact that like if you message them on social media, they'll reply to you. Mm. You don't really get that. It's, it's weird, isn't it, in like this day and age where it's kind of like where social media, there's so much just negative bullshit that comes along, you know, with a package of social media. And then when you've got things like this where previously you might have like had to wait to the end of a show and try and catch them in the bar afterwards mm. to have a chat or like wait, you know, hours in the rain slim and you still say, you know, the whole yeah. kind of like waiting for ages and no one turned up. Where's this? It's like, just want to pop a message and go, Hey, your music's awesome, you know, and mm, yeah. that level of respect, I'm sure from an artist, when you, you go through your messages and you get those ones that are like, dude, you're amazing. Or I want to talk to you about this. You want to come on my show? Mm, yeah. That kind of stuff's amazing. And obviously that is probably like, um, you know, balanced out with the people always again, man, you fucking suck, cut your arms off that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's just like, it, it's hard, isn't it? But I mean, yeah. I love the fact that these guys are open and honest and yeah, like I said, huge respect for that. Yeah, yeah I think same, same for me, like you just said, Ben, um, Underdose was the first song I ever heard and um, <clears throat> I went to Reading Festival 2003. Um, that was kind of my first time seeing any, any band at all and the first band to open the main stage was in me. Yeah. So they were like the first kind of famous band that I, mm. I'd ever seen live and yeah, as a, 16 year old kid it's sort of well they, they were still yeah. a three piece at that point were they yeah yeah so throughout their career they've gone between three four and now i think they're a five piece mm. um but it was yeah because dave's gone solo not solo he's gone um kind of yeah wireless now isn't he somebody else playing guitar yeah yeah um i can't remember who their most recent guitarist is well i can and i'll tell you that later <laughs> yeah, so initially they were dave mcpherson singing and guitar Joe Taylor, bassist and backup vocals, and Simon Morgan was their drummer. Yeah. And until recently, Simon left. Um, but they instantly got another because they've got quite a big sort of back catalogue now, and they've got quite a good career. Yeah, was it like them. seven or eight albums, something yeah. like that? Now I think it? they're on album eight now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were a free piece. Um, I think until 
held them off. Then they got another guitarist who then had a car crash. I think his name was Ben Kawinowski or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he recorded Harold Moth with them and he was unable to tour it because he had a car crash so he had to get Gaz Marlowe in. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably so, jumping the gun a bit. Well, no, because I, I think it's just kind of, it's it, it's just a, you know, kind of like a let's just chat in me all kind yeah. of, a, all sort of ways and, and levels of it. I mean, mm. favourite um, album-wise for me... I love White Butterfly. Yeah, same. I, I just my my favourite song of theirs is um, Seven Weeks. Yeah. yeah, I just I've like some of their songs because I mean this is a band that like we we've had this with a few bands so far where they do span um, several genres and like even in one tune you can kind of go from like a real like what I would class as like a a classic metal kind of intro and then it will go into this kind of like really punk pop kind of verse and, and like some of like the, the rhythmic things in some of um, the songs are kind of like that's a little bit like scary kind of feel to it and then there'll be like layered guitars in it that bring it back into like a really anthemic chorus and there's almost like feels of like I said to Jade the week it's like God, some of this stuff's like almost like new metal and it's really yeah. kind of cool and, and I'm going to say it eclectic <laughs> <laughs> But it, it is one of those things. I, I really I really enjoyed listening to to the different bits. But that song, just when the chorus kicks in it and and the picking bit over it and and the harmonies and just the kind of the you feel like the pain in the lyrics as well. I was like really really love that about that song. Yeah. I really appreciate that song. Yeah, he's he's got yeah. an incredible voice. Like the, the range, the falsetto on him as well. The way he just drops it out every so often. It's mm-hmm. it's awesome. I really yeah. I, like on um the um I forget which song it was. It is on. F- Firefly. His vocal is like almost like I want to say almost like in places like um, Creed esque, not like Creed Brown from The Office, like uh, <laughs> like um, the Creed where it's like the traditional kind of like American style rock and roll thing. And then in some other songs, he's got like a really like strong British accent, and it's just kind of yeah. like sometimes decide from between those two. I can't decide which I like more, but yeah. I'm I'm like a, a proper sucker for like proper English like Brit rock, yeah, yeah. Um, like kind of vocals because these guys remind me of a band that. Um, I think disappeared shortly before these guys hit hit their sort of thing. And that was a, a British band called Three Colours Red. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and they are fucking amazing band. Their drummer passed away God, a long time ago, I think. But they their music, and there's so many parallels between this, but these guys are kind of like a, a version 2.0, like a kind of a, a, a more modern version of, of mm. what Three Colours Red uh, were. But yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, I think these... In some ways, they have a bit of a comparison to Feeder. Yeah, okay. Because they've got that three-piece sort of thing where no two songs are exactly the same, mm. but you can still tell it's there. Yeah, yeah gotcha. I, mm. I love, like, the signature sound is that, like, ripping intro mm. of just, like, the kind of, the really, like, sort of, you know, rooted riff. Um, and then when it kicks in, I, I think there's so many of those songs, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely in me. It's quite a contrast. Like, Overgrown Eden, for their, their debut album, is it's melodic and it's got that more like metal sound to the guitars yet white butterfly comes out and it's it feels more of like this commercial radio friendly kind of yeah. a bit more overproduced record it's mm. it's weird because it's like with um with those two on um on apple music it puts um overgrown eden as the second album Obviously. and I, I found out the reason why that was because they actually lost mm-hmm. the license to it so they couldn't tell who owned it so then they I think reapplied for it, got it, and then had to re- uh, release it later. So it, although originally it came out in 2003, it was re-released in 2006. But obviously I, I looked at it and went through 
the you know the kind of the the year by year bit because I couldn't remember which one was first and I was like this feels weird that it's like this is here and then like you know like kind of the like you said the, the really polished kind of white <laughs> butterfly and then like overgrown was a bit more rough and I was like oh, okay but then when I like yeah. went back through and I was like ah oh, that <clears throat> makes a bit more sense there's some really strong songs on on white butterfly um, safe in a room is a really cool song I, I think love that I uh, I heard an interview with Dave actually where he said that he he caught his best friend almost committing suicide. I yeah, don't know if you know right. that story. That's what White Butterfly was kind of about. Yeah, and he, he went into the room at the time he was mm-hmm. just about to do it and he stopped it from happening. And mm. it's, it's quite a cool story behind a song. And yeah. uh, where was I going with that? Sorry. Um, so You Know as well and Fast the Chase and mm. yeah, really good songs on that yeah. album. What, what's your standout, standout album then, would you say? It's either Overgrown Eden, so spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, Ben's just showing us his overgrown nice. T-shirt. Loving it, That's very it. nice. <laughs> but there's something about Daydreams Anonymous where they're still a free piece. Yeah, it's like they've created their own genre. Yeah, if you've heard Daydreams Anonymous the whole way through, some of the songs are so fucking energetic and like fast paced and. The riffs, I'm like, how the fuck is Dave playing this whilst singing? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. isn't natural, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, Overgrown Eden is probably the the best album that they could have released first. But I also like the Pride, which is quite a little bit later on down the line. Yeah, what was the song? I, uh... Moonlit Seabed yeah, on that. With like, almost like because I listened to it like whilst driving, and you know when you kind of got it. Like not like blaring, but it's a little bit down. And you kind of think like, is this like out of key? And it just felt like there was quite a few like discordian bits in yeah. the picking that kind of just gave it like this weird sort of edge that was like really fitting and really cool. Yeah, there yeah. are moments throughout a lot of their songs where the vocal kind of almost comes out of key, and you like you just said, it, mm. and it throws you right. You think, what's going on here? But it works. It, at res- the same time. Yeah, it pulls it back in, and it makes yeah. sense. And that, yeah, no, I, and I, I think that that's like um, that's a real kind of. Art form. It's not like the whole like Lisa Simpson thing of like, oh, you, you've got to listen to the notes that I'm not playing. <laughs> but, but it is that kind of thing where it's like, this is proper art. This is someone who's gone. No, no, we can do that. We're we're, we're bold enough to take it to there and know that it will still work out. Yeah. So, what did you make of um, the changes between the albums? Because like we we talked about like yeah. progression between like Overgrown um, White Butterfly. Um, Harold Moth, I know, I know again, this is my kind of like infancy into it, but like Harold Moth to me was like the more um, heavier and more kind yeah. of like, and I, I don't know, there might be a ton, ton of Inmi yeah. fans go like, dude, you know, you've got this completely wrong because you've listened to it once and you know nothing. But to me, that was like, that felt a lot more kind of um, antagonistic and yeah. heavier and it felt like... Yeah, I'd say Daydreams Anonymous is quite light, like the yin-yang spectrum, whereas Harold Moth's actually quite dark. Mm. And there's a song in Harold Moth which is called "Happy to Disappoint You." Yes, and it's got a like 15 second scream. And there's a bit they used to run a YouTube channel called In Media. Okay, and they would like do behind the scenes. And there's a bit where Dave does that scream in the vocal booth, and he literally like knocks himself out oh, shit. from doing it. <laughs> I can help. And he's like, I can see fucking stars. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? Love it. And, um, they kind of. The, the song on Harold Moth that isn't like that is Single of the Week. Yeah. Which is kind of a piss take of all the pop bands yeah. and all of the, like, the bands like, for example, no shade to anyone, but Pigeon Detectives. 
and the kooks. You, you can throw shade at them. That, 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 write, write songs about coffee stains yeah, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And it's just almost too relatable and it's too easy yeah. to kind of fit your cloth to... Yeah, fuck yeah. No, no. I, I think like bands who write that that kind yeah. of simplistic and, and that kind of straightforward, mm. you know, have to, you know, when they're under the, the scrutiny and under the microscope, you, you kind of, you know that some of that's coming your way yeah. because you've written a song about, you know, uh, like you say, coffee stains or whatever, whereas, you know, there's mm. bands here that probably aren't getting as much airplay and everything who are writing songs about the day they saved their friend from killing themselves. Yeah, so yeah. there's there's definite shade to be thrown at that. The favourite, my favourite bit about that is like yeah. the uh, the chorus in Single of the Week with What's That Shit on the Radio. Yeah. I love that. And uh, when I first heard it and I watched the video, uh, the video was quite corny and I was like, not as in K corny, as, as in like cheesy. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, okay. And then listening to the lyrics and I was like, ah, this is like totally like a, yeah. a massive fuck you to the mainstream kind yeah. of poppy bullshit so I, I love that and happy to disappoint you like my, my yeah. first line I wrote on that was like hello metal because it just <laughs> felt like it was really kind of um, heavy but then like the emo-esque kind of cool chorus as well really mm. really hit home for me I really enjoyed that yeah they're quite a it's quite a strange album because it's kind of like Overgrown Eden in a way that there isn't necessarily a set theme to it mm. but there's a song on here which is called All Terrain Vehicle okay. and it's kind of like an acoustic kind of ballady song but I always like the heavier stuff. Like there's one called Ferocity and Desire, which has got one of the best drops. Like the whole song basically stops and it just goes like insanely heavy, like right. they down tune their guitars or something. Nice. Um, and there's another song that I cannot remember the, the name of. It's Master Storm. Uh, yeah, I listened to that. It's yeah, kind of like piratey. So I, my my yeah. note on that was too metal. So yeah. that, was, that was like pushing yeah. me to a boundary was like, I'm not comfortable with yeah, this. The, the bit in the start is very, yeah. very fiddly. Yeah. And once again, I just don't know how Dave comes up with this yeah. stuff. It's just... It's, it's great like though. He's constantly challenging yeah. himself every single song. And again, it's like, you know, I, I overuse the word, but like when it comes down to like being eclectic and having like all these fucking crazy yeah. things going... I mean, that's, that's what music is, isn't it? If, if mm. bands churned the same album over and over and over again yeah yeah your hardcores are gonna love it but you know where's the challenge where's the fun in that and and these guys are, you know no two songs are the same you Agreed. know they, they they have a dna they have a good sound Agreed. um but no two songs are the same i think that's what, again yeah they probably like yeah they go from like pop pop metal i suppose they're kind of like um they are alternative rock but they kind of bridge prog rock and metal mm. in there somewhere I guess there was an interview with Dave and um, and he actually listed all of the he was like they were like go on get, like your genre pigeonhole yourself yeah and he he did very similar to when we were doing the Fallout Boy the one the other day there was like 20 fucking genres on there and he was like <laughs> yeah. we're emo this we're prog we're post hardcore with it and it was just like yeah do you know what? You, you just you're, you're a rock band and you know yeah. it's the same with 100 Reasons the other week they were like who, who, who would you what what would you put yourself into your alt rock or emo or punk? And they're like we're rock, we're yeah. just rock. But they're 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 welcome on our podcast. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Daydreams Anonymous. Just to harp back on it, I think that's the best album they could have written as a free piece, and it showed that they'd all kind of grown up and they got rid of. I think earlier I said the wrong bassist name. His name is. Let me get this one hundred percent correct because I've already fucked it up is Joe Morgan. I think I said Joe Taylor earlier. Okay. And they were having quite a lot of problems with him. He wasn't showing up to practice and he wasn't necessarily like adding to the songwriting process. Mm. So eventually they got rid of him and they replaced him with Dave's brother, Greg, 
Greg McPherson. Uh, yeah. yeah. He is such a fucking good bassist. He's like tapping, he's doing all this crazy shit. And yeah. You can tell that he was actually like part of the band and he wasn't afraid to like pull up Dave, for example, if he came up with something that didn't quite work. Mm. Whereas I yeah. think Joe was kind of just like on the sidelines and he was like, yeah, I'll just play the four strings. No it, worries. It's weird, isn't it? Because like you look at like sort of band lineup changes and stuff like that and no, nobody really knows the full dynamics yeah. of a band until you're in it. And you, you always need those kind of characteristics. And for me, it always goes kind of like one or two ways where it's like if someone goes against the grain is like no no man don't do that mm. it's like well, yeah. you know one of you is going to leave yeah and normally it's not the lead singer <laughs> normally it's the and i'm not i'm not saying that you know this is like a negative towards them um, in me at all but like having like you know experience those kind of things where it's like oh yeah if you're in a band and, and you're just not getting it you don't like it mm. you, you can butt heads for as long as you fucking like you're just going to make all good music and it's going to be shit so mm. um i think you know lineup changes is i was looking at the iron maiden lineup changes the other day right as you do fuck me that's like a first team and a reserve team what was that? <laughs> it's the gong. <laughs> Tea is served. Um, yeah, there's like fucking, there's, I think there's like six of them in the band now, but they've had like a good solid like 12 other people in it. Is that because like they'd retired? They're, they're too old for music now. <laughs> they have to bring somebody else in. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like a couple of them then said junior actually after the names. Maybe it's like, it's like a family business. Yeah, <laughs> a revolving door. Yeah. Like, Wheel t- them off. Yeah, but it was, it was yeah. a real I looked at and I was like, fuck me, fuck yeah, I didn't know that. Jesus Christ! It, it, I think it's about like literally. I think it's about eleven substitutes. I think wow. if ever if ever they do like a, let's do an Iron Maiden like get everyone in the band reunion, mm. they're they're booking a whole restaurant, not just a table. Um, <laughs> but hey ho, that, nice. that's that's Iron Maiden metal. Yeah. Okay, so next question: the trilogy. Okay. Now, I, I don't know enough about this. I know that they kind of had a an idea that they were going to put three albums out and it was going to be kind of like a melodic rock and then like a heavy and something else. They did one and then decided they weren't going to do the other two. What was, do you know what the reason sort of behind or the thinking was behind that? Yeah, I don't know this exactly right, but I know the first album that you're referring to is called Trilogy Dawn. I that was think it, yeah. They were planning, I think, this isn't verbatim, 100% correct but I think they were planning to do an album called Dusk Trilogy Dusk okay and then they were going to do another album about like a tragedy okay so it would be like the sun rising the sun setting and something bad happening okay but so this is fictional is it yeah right. yeah and I think they just wanted to release shit like songs basically like you see some of these bands where they haven't released an album in a while they'll say something crazy like, oh, we've got 35 songs written, but yeah. we can only put 11 on the album. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this was a conduit for them to be able to actually release all 35 tracks That's a good in one hit. Well, I mean, Green Day did it with Uno, Dos and Trey, yeah. didn't they? With it? And, and I think on, oh Christ, I think it was Taking Back Sunday Louder Now, mm. they had something like 50 tracks um, and had killed to hear some of those ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had like 50 tracks and then they had to choose like the best like 12 or something like that. And I think Fred went and chose the rest for his own album and then got sacked, yeah. um, allegedly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of, I was interested to sort of know, like, if that was a, do you know what, actually, we just, mm. we're not we're not feeling it after the first one or we, you know, it's too much of a saga to to get pulled into. I mean, it is difficult when you, you kind of cash your net that wide and go, do you know what, we're going to do this. And, and we've, yeah. done, we've done it with the podcast, haven't we? Because we've looked at it and gone, 
fuck me, 26 episodes. Yeah. This takes a lot of work. It and it's just like, we're what we, I, and it's like, fuck me, we're not even halfway there yet. No. Um, yeah. So, to yeah. add to that as well, a trilogy was meant to be, each album was meant to be completely separate from one another in terms of like sound and sonic yeah. and stuff. So their first album... Um, was meant to be a soft rock album. The second album was meant to be a melodic rock album. That was it, yeah. And their third album was meant to be a heavy metal album. And that is kind of, if you put all three of those genres in a metal pot, that is in me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's so quite unique kind to, of to do that. segregating their own sound. Yeah. Did, um, did Thrice do something similar with the Alchemy Index? I think so. Where they had like four different albums. and was it that The Elements? Yeah and, yeah, and it was kind of like there was there was a different vibe to each album. I mean, Fry's a fucking phenomenal yeah, band, great. awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I mean that that again, that's you know it, it's if you, if you've got the the kind of the the boundaries that you can do that musically, so you can pick up a guitar yeah. and play it acoustically and not just churn out you know a fucking a three chord strum. Yeah. You can pull a decent song out of it, and then you can push it to the other end where you've got like full on metal and you know tapping and all that kind of shit going yeah. on, and then the whole thing in between. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? I, mean, I think that's... that's why concept albums are so popular. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because you can just write about one theme and just kick the ass out of it. I think it's, to an extent, it's easier, isn't it? As long as, like, yeah. you're kind of doing, like, you know, a theme that's broad enough and you can go, okay, well, you know, we're going to we're gonna take a character through a set of mm. circumstances and, and it's going to be delivered over ten songs. And it's just, you know, you probably get to song seven and you're like, oh, is this guy fucking dead yet? Funeral for Friends yeah. did that on their third album, didn't they? It was, um, the theme was water. Because I think um, Matt yeah. Davies has got like a, a crazy fear of, of deep water or something. And um, yeah. It's sort of very nautical themed. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, um, welcome to the Black Parade. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic Same. concept, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Any more for any more within me? Jumpstart Hope. Yeah, Jumpstart Hope. I don't... I've kind of fell off after then, to be completely honest. Um, they've done... 2020, so it's, it's yeah. still not very old, that album. Blood, Blood Orange Lake yeah. is one of their songs. Um, they did another one, something like Bonsai or something Dave like that. said that his all-time favourite song is is Blood Orange Lake. Yeah? Yeah. Surprisingly. Hmm. I don't uh, know if that's just because it's the newest one. I was going to say, oh, yeah. is that kind of like a bite, bite, not in a negative way, but like, I, I want people to know how much I'm proud of this work, yeah. go and buy it, because or go download it, whatever <clears> you do with it, but because I'm so, um, I'm so pleased with it. I, I think I saw that interview as well, yeah. and was like, yeah, that's um, mm. understandable, but I, I liked it, I, I just thought it was quite, again, like, we mm. were seeing the, the metaler side, metaler, metally, the metallic side, metallica, see Jay-Z Manning. looking at the Spotify streaming levels, as we do, I'm surprised... Uh, Fast to the Chase being the, the top played song, actually. Mm. Of, uh, that did feature on the best of, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's on, yeah. on White Butterfly, and it's it's a great song, but I, I thought it would be Underdose, which actually does follow second. 644,000. Yeah, in nowhere nowhere for seven weeks. No, seven weeks isn't even in the, in the Well, to be five. fair, it is in there. It's just I, I, I only <laughs> typed out four. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame. But Well... All right. Well, let's go. Let's go. One song to recommend to a new listener that doesn't know anything about Indy. I'll, I'll start. Jesus. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> this is this is the thing because if if you, if you love a band that much, because we did this the other week, with Green yeah. Day, and like I've grown up like listening to Green Day. And it was like pick your favorite album, pick your favorite song. It's like yeah. I, I can't do it. All right. What, what I said to you, uh... I can't do it. <laughs> there it is. 
<laughs> well, what I said to you the other week about rather than pick your favourite song, when you get in your car and you put you turn your phone on, what song do you go? Yeah, I want to listen to that song of that band. What's the first one you go to? Um, for me, uh, seven weeks. Seven weeks. So you know, for me. Um, just just a glimpse. Just a glimpse. That is a tune. Yeah. But a heavy, <laughs> a heavy honourable mention is Cracking the Whip. Okay. Because that's just guitar wizardry. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know how he writes, how he does. It's not normal. I think that, that that's the awesome thing. When when you've got a band like this that, that again, that can do so many different genres in different ways, yeah. I think you can't, you can't help but like it and, yeah. you know, respect it. So, mm. cool. Okay, Ben, because you are our In Me expert is there anything else you want to add about Imi anything you think that would kind of you know really intrigue people who are maybe on the fence going yeah you've talked about Imi I might listen to it is there anything else you think that would kind of push it over um they were called Drowned at the very beginning of their career but they had to change their name because there was already a band called Drowned and they were a Christian rock band and they probably wow. just didn't want to get involved in any of that religious yeah stuff. fuck yeah yeah um, and if you are into heavy music, they have a side project called Sentiment. Okay. Oh, um, and okay. they released an album through Pledge Music, which in me are all about yeah. fundraising and crowdfunding and stuff like that. And they released an album under the name of Sentiment called Streets of Rage. Oh, and they then they released go. an album in purely 8-bit music. Oh, wow. So all of the vocal lines, all of the drums are just like, do, 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 do. It's proper, like, why the fuck does this exist? But I love it. <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I like, love the, like, the the amazing thinking behind yeah. it of, like, you know, what what's the, the, neat, the new thing that we can do here? But yeah. I get pissed off when the kids are playing Mario. Yeah. And <laughs> I can fucking hear it on repeat. Um, yeah. But yeah, no fair play. Um, yeah, especially with the, um, the the crowdfunding thing as well, because they actually, I think on, I can't remember which album it was, but they reached something like 330 odd percent of their target. Mm-hmm. So what they actually drew in over, they actually donated to an Alzheimer's um, charity oh, as well. Really cool. So I was like, that, that's, you know, again, for a band who was saying, mm-hmm. we have day jobs and we can do this, I'm sure it would have been easy to pocket that money and be like, right, that's for the next album. But yeah. again, it just shows the real integrity though guys to say yeah. no actually that that can go to something else as well so yeah, again, it's really kind i'm quite happy to say i was part of that 300 percent or whatever it was exactly yeah. percent and when i donated to them i literally got like 20 gigs worth of music yeah. like instantly straight away that's unreal and it was like b-sides it was alternate versions it was demos mm. and i highly recommend checking that out if you're into the heavier side of life yeah but I just think in me, if you meet them, if you go to a show, like they played Teddy Rocks a few years ago, and they're just people. Mm. They're just really nice people. Yeah. And there's no ego attached to any of them at all. You can just ask them a question and they'll be like, yeah, I use a Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, I use this Ibanez guitar. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is a lot to be said about that again, because there's a lot of people who are kind of like, they always say like, never meet your heroes. But yeah. there's there's some people that you can imagine wouldn't give you the time of day because it's like, who the fuck are you? Why is it important yeah. to you? So, Did you get to meet them when they played Weymouth? Yeah, I was part of Hourglass. Yeah, of course, because so, yeah, um, we, we, we supported them on that. Yeah, that's that right. Night, yeah. Lost definitely. Alone as well, wasn't it? Mojo Fury. That's right. Yeah. Lost Alone. I saw Lost Alone supporting... I want to say Alkaline Trio. Oh, really? Or some... It was in Southampton. Mm. Yeah. It might have been... It wasn't Rise Against. 
Yeah, I like Lost Lane. They were good. Oh, well, maybe I, um, we'll uh, talk about them in L. Yeah. I yeah. speak to Steve now and then. He's hoping to come on to the uh, oh, cool. to the ABP. But yeah, we'll see. Cool. But yeah, they're awesome. Loving me. Check them out. Fantastic. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I really enjoyed getting getting to grips with in me so much that I got tidbits for you. Here they come. Your tidbits in me. <laughs> oh, I've been working on that all week. So earlier on, we were talking about the newest addition to In Me, okay. and this is an inspirational story because the newest uh, guitarist, the rhythm guitarist for In Me, is a guy called John O'Keefe. Yep. And John O'Keefe is the In Me long-term merch guy. Is this the guy that looks like Arnie? He's like yeah, super he's a buff. Bodybuilder. Yeah, he's a personal trainer. And and he is their merch guy, mm-hmm. and he is now in the band. That's so cool. And the, the guys in the interview were basically saying, like, this is amazing because it's like we have a true fan of the band in yeah. the band, and how fucking cool is that? I think that's because Dave McPherson broke his hand okay. in the afternoon of a gig, and they were like, we really don't want to pull out of this tour. And it just all came together. The so was he universe aligned? Was he a merch just, guy and a tech guitar tech for him? Was I want to say he was probably Gaz's and Dave's guitar tech, uh, but yeah, I don't sense. think that they earn enough money as a fully functioning band to actually pay people yeah. to do that all day, every day, like Metallica, for example. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I, I like it as a story though that it was just like, "Hey, merch guy, join the band." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then that kind of happened, cool. but yeah. And I have yeah. a second tidbit. Oh, more tidbits. Um, an In Me fan, a very, very famous In Me fan. What, Ben? Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> so we're talking about Iron Maiden earlier. Yeah. Uh, an interview, um, Dave was basically saying that he was listening to um, Iron Maiden interviews and like um, Bruce was like, yeah, you've got to check this band out, In Me, they're absolutely amazing. So huge fan of In Me, Iron Maiden. No way. That's why I was looking at how many members Iron Maiden had. I'm sure all links. Up, I'm sure I it? saw in a, an interview. Dave said he was asked like if you could tour with any band. He he said Iron Maiden as well. Mm. So interesting. There you go. Well, that was a lot of information and some fucking world class tidbits. Yeah, never fails to let you down on those, do I? All right. Well, that <laughs> you're supposed to say no. You're amazing. Not just <laughs> fucking ignore you, correct? <laughs> can we can we get a round of applause for me then? Yep. <laughs> all right. So, other bands beginning with I. This was a tricky one. I, I don't know about you guys, but I struggled on I bands. I got free. Yeah? Free. Did you get Iggy Pop? No. Nice. Because is he essentially the godfather of pop punk? No. Of, not pop punk, sorry, of, of punk? No. No? No. According to Dave Grohl, he is. I, I have a lot of respect for both of them, but no. I, I, I understand, but no. No? No. I'm not being a dick about it, I just might, like, might, I don't think he is, no. If you think that uh, Iggy Pop is the godfather of punk, then uh, email into chat at brainstew.co.uk and tell Chris how wrong he is. We all know it's the Descendants. There we go. Okay, any bands begin with I then? Yes, the amazing, and I'm so pleased that these this band is actually getting tons of airplay now and becoming bigger and bigger is the interrupters the awesome. interrupters are just so fucking cool i i heard about them in about 2015 16 and yeah. it was on their self-titled album um 
and they had um, the song Family with um, Tim Armstrong on it and yeah, what what a fucking tune that is and yeah. really good band really amazing live band as well um, very similar to Distillers but not quite as, as grungy a bit uh, more ska it's just like pure ska it's, yeah. it's like ska pop punk rock but it, it's just so cool and Amy Allen's vocals are amazing and did you know that it's three brothers oh really yeah it's the Bavona brothers, mm-hmm. Justin, Jesse, and Kevin. How cool. It's the band that Hanson wanted to be. I thought you were going to say uh, she's Lily Allen's sister or something. No, definitely not. Okay. But yeah, no, great, great band. And yeah, absolutely kick-ass live. And they've just been added to a festival very near to us in August next uh, this year um, in Devon. I can't remember what the fucking name of the festival is, but um, yeah, 20th of August. Um, they're playing there right. to a weekend. It's got some really cool, it's got like Flogging Molly, I think, and um, a lot of like kind of scary bands there as well. So um, I'll get some real information for you and be able to tell you more about that at some point. <laughs> Other bands beginning with oh, Have you got a band beginning with I, Ben? Incubus. Ooh. Incubus. Incubus. How do you travel? I, I, got, I got nothing on this page. Let me scroll through and find one that's... Thank you, so awesome. What genre are they? Are they alt-rock? I would say that's probably... Do the they slip into our alt-rock yeah. section? I think occasionally. I think depending which one you listen to. Mm. I think Quite chill out. A lot some of, of it bands. is, and then there's kind of mm. like they turn a distortion pedal on. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But like um, uh, Crow... Um, on the murder album, there's yeah. some kind of heavier stuff in there. Um, Wish you were here. Yeah. Um, Wish you were here. It's a great song. Drive's a Drive, great song. Yeah. Morning, Morning View, I think that is. Morning View album. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant album. Yeah, uh, yeah, good, good for a, an honourable mention there. Yeah. Any other? <sighs> right. I'll tell you who I've got. A band called Issues. Okay. Um, yeah. Which I've just recently. Um, Found they're kind of rock meets pop meets metal meets R and B. It's a R&B, real wow, a real contrast. Okay, um, yeah. There's moments where you're like, yeah, this is cool. This is like driving pop punk, and then you're like, oh, oh, there's a metal breakdown there, mm. and then you're like, oh, there's a bit of um, kind of a bouncy R and B vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, it's a bit funky on the bass yeah. sometimes. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah, cool. There's a song called Tapping Out, which I um, had a good listen to the other day. I like um, mm. Stingray Affliction is one of my favorites. Oh, cool. It's quite heavy. Yeah. 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 Um, I've, I've put down Interpol. Yes. But yes. yes. I forgot about that. Yes, James. Yes. <laughs> Fucking yes. Yes. <laughs> Look at him looking at his street there. <laughs> Fucking yes. <laughs> but you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to tell me about them. Yeah, because I, I remember going to an Interpol gig um, in Bournemouth at what is now the O2 in Boscombe. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was called that then, but, and I got so much shit off several people who I won't mention about going to watch that band. And they were like, they're fucking shit. They're fucking shit. Why are you watching this band? They're fucking shit. They are one of the tightest fucking just on point bands I have ever seen. Like live is the record. They're yeah. fucking amazing. They're so good. Yeah. And Antics album is mm. just phenomenal. Yeah, the Great only band. two songs I can think of off the top of my head, because this was completely unplanned, is Slow Hands and Evil. And I learnt both of those on bass and they were very hard. Yeah. They've got little niggly bits. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 they're kind of one of those bands that less is more. 
Yeah, they're, they're quite, like, the vocalist is quite moody. Oh, yeah. He's got, like, a sort of one-tone voice all the way through. It's quite nasal in places, yeah. isn't it? And it's quite sort of, yeah, like, again, it, like a bit of a sassy band where it's mm. kind of like, all right, mate, bring your problems here. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going to bring them home. You can listen. Yeah. Yeah, no. Anybody else got any eye bands? I'm, I'm all out, so. There's one I know called I Prevail. Okay. What do they sound um, like? And there was another one that I couldn't remember now. Um, I think I Prevail are kind of alt-rock slash metalcore. Okay. My girlfriend listens to them quite a lot in the car because when I drive, I don't really get a say of what I get to listen to, which is bullshit, <laughs> by the way. I'm, I'm only here to talk about that, really. Um, but I, think yeah. I think that's a valid question, though. I think I think listeners need to be involved with this. So chat at um, brainstew.co.uk. Mm. If you're driving, yeah. is it your jukebox... Or if you're the passenger, is it your jukebox? Your, your girlfriend's name's Hannah, right? Yeah. Um, Hannah, this goes up to you. Please let Ben um, play what songs he likes in the car because he's, he's a bit upset about it. All right, Hannah? Thanks. Does anyone want any tissues? <laughs> I'm really pissed off. Yeah. Okay. Are we good? I think any more eyes? I think if we're out of eyes... Out of eyes. Yeah. It's time for... <laughs> Do you know what time it's for, Chris? What time is it for, James? Well, that grammar was awful, but play the tune. It's fucking title feature, cunt! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, different every week. Oh. I never know what's coming. I don't either until That's I do what it. She said. It's, it's scary. Oh, what's going on in my little head? <laughs> All right, what's in the title fight? Well, bucket this week. All right, so because there's the two of you. Yep. We've got two uh, title fights this week. Who wants to go first? I reckon uh, Ben first. He's yeah. a guest this week. Okay, I'll let you choose, Ben. A or B? B for Ben. Oh, B. Right, so. In the little car park. Next to the trolleys. Obviously. We've got a bull with poison-tipped horns. Okay. Versus a gorilla with a flamethrower. Is the flamethrower full? Has it got ammo? Yeah. Okay. I don't think the bull's going to be able to get close enough. I think the flamethrower is going to fuck them up. How far do you reckon a flamethrower can... Fr- I reckon about 25 metres. Like, it will spread. Like, it will do the... Yeah? You know, Gorilla's got opposable thumbs? But he might just run through the flames and, like... No, I've, I've got faith in the gorilla. Yeah? So Yeah, yeah. so this this is like um, like Battle to the Death as well. Could you imagine the smell of the bull afterwards? It's just, like, <laughs> on fire, like... Burning bull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't give you wings. So what are you going with? Bull. Bull? Uh, gorilla, sorry, what the fuck? Gorilla, <laughs> gorilla. spent like the whole minute like, <laughs> yeah. pumping up the fucking. Gorilla. Jay just like yeah. completely Jedi mind trick you. He's like, and you're going for the ball. <laughs> Doing yeah. Okay, right. So into the next round goes the gorilla with a flamethrower. Nice. All right, here we go. On the very last one to enter the battle royale for next week's drunk cast battle royale title fight. Are you ready for this, James? All right. Here we go. A raccoon with a blow dart versus 
a donkey on a ride on mower. <laughs> oh, I love this. All right. So the donkey's got no hands or opposable funds, so he's he's really struggling with that mower to try and, <laughs> to try and drive it. So I think he's pretty much stationary. Whilst the, the raccoon, he's like, ah, oh, this is easy. Strolls over. <laughs> straight in the neck of the donkey. See you later. Donkey's down. He's down. Are we saying that the, the donkey has no chance? Oh! <laughs> uh, he's definitely oh. cut no grass at this point. That was a deep cut. Slacking. Raccoon's through to the next round, I think. Right, raccoon and gorilla join the panda with ninja stars, the otter in moccasins, the T-Rex with a mallet, the polar bear on a moped, Tudja, and a fucking ripped kangaroo. <laughs> that sounds like the most mental version of Cards Against Humanity ever. <laughs> and I don't know how these guys are going to fight out. I kind of had the idea of doing like a Royal Rumble, but now I'm like, I want to do it in a bracket. I kind of think like uh, the King of the Ring style. Yeah, we put them all in a bucket. We pick two out at a time. Fight to the death. Mm. Loving that. Fuck, I can't wait for that. Yeah. All right. Cool. That was title fight this week. And that takes us on. Unless Ben's got a title fight that he's uh, prepared. Also, we got. I was going to say we'd have to have a wild card in the old. um... Unless you've got one, no. I really don't. All right. right, Well, we do have a new segment on this evening's show. Okay. Um, Do you want to hear the jingle? Let's do it. Rage Against the Mundane. <laughs> that jingle had vibes of, um, I love rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's fully licensed on Stream Deck and I'm allowed to use it, so it's not in any way, shape or form copyrighted. Thank you very okay, much. Rage Against the Mundane. What's yeah, this? so I, as we all do on social media, um, we read these comments and we see these news headlines and we see that people in this world have got far too much fucking hand hands on their time time on their hands that yeah. actually they can respond and there was a day and age where people would go do you know what if i've got nothing good to say mm. i'm going to say nothing I feel that. and there's a lot of people out there who now seem to go this is my opinion and you're fucking having it mm. and um so we're talking about keyboard warriors right just yeah karen's keyboard warriors just just people who generally go do you know what i feel like the world needs it's my right to be able to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. free press say what i want mm. you're a fucking cunt because yeah. I've said it. What? It, it just doesn't... So, there's two things on here um, that um, I, I found this week. And I was just like, oh, my days, what is wrong with these people? So, All the right. first one was on a post about a local group. So, this this was literally... A, a group is what's going on in a certain town, right? Yeah. So, people going, yeah, you know, this pub's really nice. I went there, go and visit this one. This was on this week's. Just when you think... People can't sink any lower. I read an article authored by a bunch of vile, disgusting lowlives about the non-renewal of licences for the beach huts managed by the Green Hill Community <laughs> Trust. Fucked in it. Broken Britain. What uh, the fuck is that? You really is that passionate about beach huts that you have to write in. In a group which has nothing to fucking do with beach, it's nothing to yeah. do with like protests about the the Green Hill Community Trust. It's literally, oh yeah, everyone, you're enjoying stuff. What's going on this group? Right, you can have my venom now. I'm going to tell you why I'm not happy. You over there, are you enjoying yourself? Yeah. How fucking why? dare you? Yeah. Oh, I'm angry. <laughs> Just no. 
And there's another yeah. one. So this is topical. So there's um, this is um, actual a pub landlord um, in Lyme Regis um, is going to drive to the Ukraine, mm. um, and he says he's willing to fight. He's going to go there because he can see that it's absolute shit state of affairs, and he wants to do something. Right. Here's the response. So what is this going to do to help the homeless or struggling families below the, pos- uh, the poverty line, or the ex-heroes living on the street in his local area? Nothing. Just like all other do-gooders. It's okay to rush off 1,400 miles, but no help to the local community. Miss, in capitals, misguided charitable concern. Wow. All right, mate. Is it lonely on your fucking pedestal up there? So this guy's trying to do something positive. And this cunt's just going like, yeah, yeah, but what are you doing for your local area? (laughs) What are you doing for it besides being a massive cunt? It just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. What is wrong with these people? And that was... Rage Against the Mundane and I'm Angry. I've seen something similar earlier, actually. This, uh, I, I forget where the town was, but they basically erected uh, nine Harry Potter giant wands in the town centre as kind of like a half-term thing for the kids to go and look at. And I bet it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people would just comment on it, like, oh, that's great, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one woman wrote might take the kids down later but my feet are really sore <laughs> nice. like, did you need to comment that I love that I've got one if I can shout it out go yeah on. go for it one of my friends Dan Rhodes that I've recently worked with runs his own photography company oh yeah and he photoshopped stuff in Weymouth like landmarks and he did for Storm whatever the fuck the one that began with oh Eunice I, oh not e, the recent one Eunice yeah. Eunice yeah. yeah I can't spell Eunice um he did Jubilee Clock in Weymouth with no hands because it had blown off because of the wind. Oh, right. And he put it on his Facebook page. I and saw people this. People were like, how fucking dare you? People from the council have come out and checked that the hands are actually still on the clock. They could have <laughs> killed someone if they fell off the clock. And everyone at the place that I was working at was just like, shut the fuck up, yeah. you stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and this Facebook, you know, you see like 47 people like that comment. And this person just doesn't stop. They're like, no, this is not acceptable. Yeah. I'm going to continue shouting in the void until <laughs> yeah. someone validates me. I, yeah, I, I just... Mental. Shake my head at it and carry on living my life. Rage against the mundane yeah. definitely angers up the blood. Maybe it'll be a regular feature, yeah, maybe not. a good segment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Here we go. This is, this is what, a staple of our... Uh, our favourite things coming through right now. It is time for... Oh, yeah. Cool story, bro. That bass line every time. Sexy, oh, yeah. isn't it? You've got to move. Every time. All right. Do we... She's back. Oh, she loves it. Do we want to hear some face palming headlines first? Uh, every week I say, this is my favourite bit. I genuinely mean it. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Knickknacks turned my bell end orange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel you there, brother. <laughs> Why aren't you reading from the paper when you say that? <laughs> yeah, now, now give us some headlines, Jay. <laughs> Seriously, how many packs of knickknacks you got to eat to turn your bell end orange? I'm guessing he's not eating them. <laughs> Wow. Man buys toy poodles, discovers they're ferrets on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) 
that, that's um oh my days there's there's two things without stealing your thunder i hope this isn't one of the things you're going to say but no. there was two things um on like social media where someone had gone like uh bought this uh bought this uh dog off a um a guy in a, a pub car park mm. um he told me it was a jack russell <laughs> he's like got it home it's a fucking goat <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, like, oh, oh does wow. that happen uh, there's there's a lot of stupidity out there, I think, but that's amazing. What what, what you got for us next, then, Joe? Well, I was just going to say, I wish I'd printed the picture of those ferrets. That <laughs> we'll find it. The p- poodle ferrets to put on our Instagram page because it was just brilliant. Anyway, I've been posting my letters in the dog shit bin for two years. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is there any more to this? Because it was actually, it was an 80-year-old bloke yeah, who had a really bad sight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <just> like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> that, that box is red. It must be the post box. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'm surprised there's nothing on Facebook about that. Uh, post box fucking stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, you. Stop putting dog shit in it. Okay, last one. Yeah. Man trades baby for 15 Big Macs. Wow, that's that's a that's a stunner, that is, isn't Take it? Take that as you will. You think, considering, like, kids, so, like, what is it? Between the age of zero to ten, I think it's, like, £150,000 or something mental in, like, money that's it, yeah. that's spent yeah. on them. How much Big Macs? Fifteen. And how much is a Big Mac? I don't know, what, three quid or something? I'd say they've, Maybe? they've done a pretty fucking good deal there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm liking it. All right, here we go. Here's with the, uh, the cool story. Do you want to hear the story this week? It is burglars' cheesy protest after breaking into home and smearing kitchen with cheddar. <coughs> smearing the kitchen? Yeah, so this this legit happened. Uh, this, this is coming from the 23rd of Feb. Uh, a man has been jailed after breaking into a house and performing a cheesy protest. <laughs> <laughs> so the way you said it, I thought you said a man has been jailed. Jailed? I was like, oh my God, he's going all French on us. Um, no. Okay, sorry. Sorry, continue. Okay, Ian Masters, 33 years old, forced open a bathroom window in Southampton in the middle of the day when the people that lived there were out. He rifled through their belongings and took a Nintendo Switch, a laptop and some bank letters. He also smashed an internal kitchen door with a brick that was later found to have his fingerprints on it, placing him at the scene. But perhaps the most bizarre in this crime spree was that he took some cheese from the fridge and smeared the work surfaces before he left. Police spokesman said... Masters was sentenced to two years in prison at Portsmouth Crown Court. He must serve his minimum sentence before he will be set free. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's an e damn shame. Yeah. So I added that last bit in just for fun. Oh, I was really hoping that that was like the police <laughs> no. had done that. Like we're going to give our like on, on the steps of the court, like with the media there, going, "Yeah, now I'm going to do what, some cheese puns." What goes through someone's head? Right, I'm skin. I've not got a job. I'm a bit of a low life. I'm going to break into somebody's house. Oh, that Nintendo Switch, I'll have that. Oh, that laptop, I'll take that. Before I leave, yeah, though... Yeah, let's really fuck them up. I yeah. just want to spread this cheese yeah, all yeah. over the house. Mm. That's why I don't like going to places like Red Leicester. <laughs> I think if, 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 if... Most burglars and that like to fuck the place up, don't they? So yeah. maybe he was just trying to leave a bit of debris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you win. <laughs> oh! oh, wait. Nice. Okay. So we have our first ever Cool Story Bro email writing in. Somebody did, writing in. The the story, do, the one that we've just done, do we have to say Cool Story Bro on that one? Or is um, this... Or is yeah, this, well, we'll it. yeah, let's give you a verdict now. Cool Story Bro, Cool Story No. Definitely Cool Story Bro on that. I like that. That was last week, which was so heavy. This this yeah, one was... Um, this was a bit lighter. Yeah. Lighter cheese. Um, cool Story Brie. 
Cool Story Bree. I like that, Ben. But Cool Story Bray or no? Yeah, Cool Story Bray. Cool Story Bray. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Love it. All right. So we've got a listener called Dave Phillips from Bournemouth, and he's wrote in a cool story for us that he's he's put he heard it on the radio. So a man travelled from Spain in a heavy goods vehicle to deliver three thousand courgettes to a supermarket in Barnstable, UK, only to be turned away. The supermarket claimed that they didn't want or need the delivery; the contents was far too much. The man was left stranded in the UK with 3,000 rotting courgettes with no point of delivery or return as the sender didn't want them back. Can you imagine this guy? He's travelled from Spain, spent hours driving, he gets to the supermarket. Mate, we didn't, we didn't want these. Yeah, courgettes, it was cucumbers, mate, not, not courgettes. Yeah, yeah. So then he phones his... Kind of the same, just take them. Stick he, them in a box, no one will know. He phones Spain and say, oh, I phones Spain. I love that. <laughs> Hello, Hello. put me through to Spain. All right. Is that Spain? (laughs) Yeah, basically. Ah, Hola, (laughs) this is Spain. We're all Mexicans, apparently. So, yeah, they don't don't want them. Yeah, understandable. He can't take them back. He can't deliver them. He's sat on the motorway with all these courgettes. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Smear them all over someone's house. (laughs) Break it into a house in Southampton and just go nuts with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd hand them out. I think legitimately, I, I would just get as many as I can and walk around the town and say, I'd probably get arrested for that, wouldn't I? Yeah. Local man threatening elderly ladies. Take my courgette, you ca- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheers for that story, Dave. Yeah, um, that was that was awesome. Thank you for sending that one in, Dave. We appreciate it. And that was definitely a cool story, bro. I like that. Yeah, it's a bit random, but yeah. It's quite random. It's just a bit of a shit situation, though, isn't it? Yeah. It makes it quite You've got sad. a feel for the guy. Yeah. Is it, do you reckon it's one of those, like, because I know with um, some of these delivery companies... If they, if they make no delivery, they make no money. Mm. So do you reckon this guy's travelled? He's not delivered. No, nah, I can't. I mean, like, for the for the um, the amount that they have to pay to get it into the country and for the... the, the, mm. the no. No, I, I think that's just literally... If it was me, I'd be like, okay, I'm going home now. Get back to work and go, it's your courgettes, mate. Yeah. But like, what do you mean, it's your courgettes? Well, they're here. They, they didn't want them over there. You didn't want them. I phoned Spain. You didn't answer. Um, so, is your courgettes? Yeah. I still want paying because I've, I've driven to fucking England and back. I'm happy to give that a cool story, bro, on one condition. We Go find on. out what happens afterwards. So, the person that's emailed in, we want an update on what happened. I don't think they'll know. They've just heard it on the radio. Mm. But He's like, I've got 3,000 courgettes under my stairs. We can, <laughs> we can probably find a Google uh, yeah. search on this one. Possibly. Amazing. And a number for Spain. Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's phone Spain. I think, right. I think next week at the Drunk House, we will try and phone Spain. Sounds good. We used to do this game years ago where I worked. And, um, you, you know, like sort of mobile phones like kind of have dialing tones. Yeah. So like uh, it can be like 07789. It's kind of like uh, like that's the first bit. And then you randomise the next six numbers. Yeah. And, you can, and, then that, and we just used to do that from the office phone at work and just call people. And like we had this guy working with us um, called John, um, and um, he was a South African, and and he would phone people, and he was like the best at deadpan ever. And he'd phone people up and be like, you know, this is John from like uh, the docks in Southampton. We've um, we've got your shipment here. We're having to detain it because we found a rhino in it and stuff like that. <laughs> and then people are going, sorry, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, this is John from the docks, and he was so deadpan about it, and so funny about it. It was absolutely unreal. So amazing. Do you still speak to him? No. He needs to do the presentations for the title fight. 
Oh. For the like the badges with the chainsaw on the hand. Because <laughs> yeah. there wouldn't be any laughter and it would just be... Okay, all right. I, um, mm. I'm, I'm, I'll see if the internet can do his thing. As long as he's not back in South Africa, we're not covering... Cost of flights for him well, to be phone here. South Africa, like we phoned Spain. <sighs> Difficult. I've any... yeah. I'm sure we, we could find two numbers. That was Cool Story Bro. More uh, coming up next episode. Uh, and, and next. Yes, yes. I've been looking forward to this all week. All right, so it's that time. Here we go. It's the big bucket of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Right, last week's big bucket of bullshit pulled out uh, from Timo. Or Timo, reenact a scene or dialogue from the film Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So, we have a script. Jesus, you do as well. I am just handing this over to Ben. Oh, right. Ben has no idea. Ben, you have a part in this. Um, So, what I've done, I've even highlighted the parts that that you need to do. And, Ben, you don't really join us until the second page. But what I've done is these Harry Potter characters... Harry Potter? Harry Potter characters (laughs) have all been given different accents, okay? So, um, we join Harry and Ron and the gang... In the Shrieking Shack, just after Ron has um, been um, has been taken by the dog, and they just come in, and, and we're going to join him in a second, where Ron is on a sagging bed, clutching his bloody foot, and he's going to be joined by the guys in a minute. Are we all okay reading this? Can I just say quickly, I read the top left, and I thought it said boobs, and I was way up for this. <laughs> yes. And then I was just like, no, it says B-B-O-S. Sorry, B-B-B-O-B-S. mate. Every time I type the big bucket of bullshit, I do exactly the same thing. I'm like, what's the boobs? Where? Every single week. Right, okay, so okay. right, so we, we're going to um, join with... How should we do this? Should we introduce the characters that we're reading? Because obviously if people just hear yeah, these think, random... Uh, okay, think, right, so Chris, you're going to be reading... I'm going to be reading a Scottish Hermione, a Chav Harry, and I think that's me. Jay, you're reading a... A Bristolian Ron, Ron Weasley. Yep, and... A Brummy Sirius Black. And then Ben, you've got... Oh my God. <laughs> Ben Jamaican Professor Lupin. You've got a, prof- a Jamaican Professor Lupin, and you've got the very last one as well. Okay. Last page. Ben Sassy Snape. You're going to do a sassy Severus Snape. I'm looking forward to that. All right. All right. Um, this is going to be interesting, guys. It is. Yeah, this, is- <laughs> this is going to be carnage. This is going to be terrible. I can't promise um, accents will stay on point or anything like that. There's no I- way we're going to get this in the first take. This is going to take fucking hours. Oh, no, no. no. There's, there's <laughs> literally one take of this. That's it. This, this, is, this is all we do. So uh, just as well, um, I have changed a lot of the content of this. So I've taken the script from a website called I don't know. I phoned we, Spain and I got the script. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I've changed a lot of stuff on here now as can well. Can we have, um, I know we can't use the official book, can we have some background music like that? Um, on the drama one? Yeah, yeah but yeah. turn it turn down in the background. That, that's pretty good. That's uh, not bad, yeah. is it? Shout out JK Rowling. All right, so um, upstairs room. Oh, sorry. Upstairs room, same time. Ron sits up on a sagging bed, clutching his bloody foot. Fucking Elderon! You're right. The dog. Where's the fucking mutt, you slag? In it. It's a trap, Harry. He's a dog. He's a girl, Shani Magus. 
Harry looks down, follows the paw prints on the floor to a pair of filthy human feet. Harry looks up slowly at the man standing in the shadows. Filthy, matted hair hangs to his shoulders, his skin like a corpse. Sirius Black, he studies Harry's face keenly. Harry draws his one. If you want to... Oh, sorry, this is my any Shit. If you want to murder Harry, you'll have to deem me first. <laughs> That's what she said, innit? Only one will die tonight. Then it'll be you, innit? You is filthy. Has he not got showers in Azkaban blood? Just then, footsteps sound. Black wheels towards the door. Edgy. <sighs> Harry, eyes black. One shaking violently. As Black turns back, he stops and regards Harry cautiously. Going to kill me, Harry? Would you like an ice cream? <laughs> yeah, too fucking right, blood. But no, cheers, no, no ice cream, no. Harry weighs, raises his wand. Blam! The door crashes open. Looking a bit ragged, aren't we, Sirius? Finally, the skin reflects the madness from within Ting. You'd known all about the madness within, wouldn't you, Remus? You fingered a <laughs> goblin, didn't you? The two regard each other. The moment taut with tension. Then Lupin steps forward and embraces Black like a brother. A goblin fingering, elf-fucking, giant wanking brother. Nee, I fucking trusted ye! And all this time you've been his friend, he's a fucking werewolf, you fucking idiots! The reason he's been missing classes, howling at the moon, he's fingering a Datsun behind the chip shop! Harry and Ron stare, dumbfounded at Lupin. Black howls, then bitterly amused, Lupin eyes him, and he turns black. How long have you known, man? Since Professor Snape set the ear, you wee fucking melt. <laughs> You're the brightest witch of your age I've ever met, Hermione man. Are you single? Fancy a lute and fumble in me shack? <laughs> What the fuck? Are you paying me for this? It's fucking mental. You should glow like the sun and you howl like the moon. Get a fuck, you rage of nonsense. Enough talk, he dies. Now, if you want, it, want to do it with me, Remus, I'll do it alone. Seriously. <laughs> Would you like an ice cream? I'm sorry to anyone that hears this. What's the deal with ice cream, you floppy cock? <laughs> Just wait, serious man. I did my waiting 12 years of it and Azkaban <laughs> once we were a, a bus outside the Civic Hall in Wolverhampton trust me you wouldn't have lasted a week alright then as you wish man nah this is not legit Harry raises his wand when Lupin wheels in and with a flick of his own disarms him furious Harry eyes black murderously you betrayed my parents you sold them to Voldemort and Dem Alois you sold me was for a Nova not a Polo you slag <laughs> It's a lie. I never would have betrayed James and Lily. Sorry about the alloys, though. Would you like an ice cream? <laughs> hey, man, you've got to listen. Did he listen when my mother was dying? Did he hear her screaming? Did he hear me get the piss ripped right out of me with those fucking alloys? No, I wasn't there. And I'll regret it the rest of my life. Just like the bus in Wolverhampton. Ice cream, anyone? Harry's eyes flashed to Black's glittering with pain. Hey man, someone else betrayed your parents, Harry. Someone in this room right now, man. Someone who, until quite recently, I believe to be dead, man. 
He's as good as dead. What is you talking about? There's no one here, fool. Oh, yes, there is. Black then turns to Ron and croons in a cruel sing-song. Come out, come out, Peter. Come out, come out and play. Ron draws back from Black's... Uh, sorry, Ron draws... <laughs> Ron draws back from Black's demented gaze. You're mad. Harry's eyes shift from Ron's face to his hands, where Scabbers twists violently, and as a curious expression befalls Harry, Lupin and Black, as one, raise their wands, when... Amen. No, you're, you're, you're the sassy one now, mate. Sassy Snape. Oh, Expelliarmus. The wands fly from their hands, the others turn and find Snape standing in the doorway, smiling smugly. Ooh... Vengeance is sweet. How I hoped I could be the one to catch you. And that's a scene. <laughs> How fucking good was that? Oh, my days. Shout out to Scabbers the Rat, the best yeah. character in Harry Potter. That was absolutely ridiculous. That could have gone on for fucking ages. I, I cut that at that point because I just couldn't be fucked to keep typing it all out. I felt like I went to another world. <sighs> uh, yeah. What was that, guys? That was our reenactment of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban scene as Timo requested. Thank you very much, Timo. That was that was I think that was one of my favourite ones. That was good. I particularly enjoyed Hermione getting really angry in Scottish. Would you like an ice cream? I just like the the, the first bit is fucking hell you're right, Ron. Like, you know, <laughs> the tone is already so low. To like, be fair, if anyone survived and listening to the podcast in episode I and they haven't figured out that I like swearing, they've not been listening clearly. So yeah. it's um I don't mind. My favourite bit is, is there's a lot of fingering in this. Yeah. There's there's a lot of fingering. There's fingering goblins, there's um someone's been fingering a Datsun behind a chip shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So well we've... that was this week's bucket oh. of bullshit. And um, I think it's over to Accio Ben. Bucket of Bullshit. See what I did there, Potter fans? Nevada Kedavra! <laughs> ben, pick next week's Bucket of Bullshit, please. Okay. okay. What's it going to be? Is that one? Read it out for us, mate. Out, yeah. Suspense, suspense, suspense. From Harley Quinn, Joker's Corner. Free, tell three jokes each. Whoever... Has the most has to get the beers and snacks in next week. Oh, whoever laughs the most. Sorry, I've just read it. Who was right. that from? Harley Quinn. You sure? Read it again. Oh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. My rate's just gone up. Did you say Harley Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> Is that written on a crab? Yeah. Oh, I love it. <sighs> cool. Well, I'm 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 really looking forward to that one. Um, Jay, hit us with one of your favourite jokes. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? Why did the chicken cross the road? Because he bloody well wanted to. <clears throat> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. No. Two cows in a field. Yeah. One says to the other one, here, have you heard about this mad cow disease? And the other one goes, don't ask me, mate, I'm a helicopter. <laughs> I got one, but it's a bit long-winded. Oh. So... There was a person on a bike going along the road, wouldn't go on a public footpath. There was a bit in the middle, but he wasn't sure. Apparently, this bit was mental. Turns out it was a cycle path. Yeah, I knew where that was going. I like it. I like jokes like that. It's good. All right, well, 
on those amazing joke notes, have we got anything else we need to add into this lovely eye week? Probably should talk about next week, shouldn't we, actually? So, yeah, next next week we're going off, off script. We've done... You we've can't done... see us jigging. <laughs> we've done A to I, and uh, it's... Still jigging. It's time for a rest, so... Next episode... When Sorry, Chris has stopped pressing buttons... We're off script next week. We are doing the drunk cast, so tune in for reviews on all things ABK. We're going to take you through uh, their variety of beers. We are. We have got in front of us, we have got the Dunkel, we've got the Weissbier, we have the Hell, and we have the Edel. And we've also, I've snuck in, I don't think Jay's seen it, but I've snuck in a keg of um, ABK Hell as well. So there's a, a fuck tonnerage of beerage to be drunken. It's We're going to be, be joined a, by a Dave and potentially Ben potentially Ben not this Ben a different Ben Different so yeah two, possibly two guests next week yeah. to join us and help us drink yeah. all of this beer but we, I, th- I think like yeah the main thing is kind of like going through reviewing the, the series so far a bit of a chat a bit of bants and yeah just kind of letting you guys know which of these lovely um, types of ABK uh, beer you should be going out and purchasing in the fuck ton load of um, yeah so it should be a bit off script and a bit mad a few games few random topics and plenty of drinking so tune in for all the burps yep yeah god yeah last week was hideous when it was like trying to like speak and belch Mm. and yeah it was wasn't fun but that's fine can i just quickly say i can only listen to this podcast when i'm washing up now because when i go jogging i actually have to stop because i'm laughing so hard and i then message both of you instantly on the group chat saying Chris, why did you refer to that as a kettle of shit? <laughs> so I, I had this, I had, had, I still have this friend, and he used to mix up his metaphors, something chronic. So he'd nice. say like, it's like a bull in a biscuit to him, mate. Yeah, yeah. And um, and yeah, so I, I just enjoy doing that now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and he says things like, mate, life is life. <laughs> life is life. Yeah. Life is life. It's like a bull in a biscuit to him, mate. Is it a surprise for Jay? Are we not dropping that yet? Um, we had a request last week um, for Jay, and we've taken it under serious consideration. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think we're, we're kind of, we're, we know where we're at with Jay. But yeah. as always, chat at brainstew.co.uk. Mm. Ping us some of your, your crazy stories, your verbal abuse, your your ideas for what we could do differently, um, and buy me a coffee. Yeah. So if you want to buy us a, a coffee or donate to the podcast, help us, uh, you know, push it further, get some other guests on and generally um, keep us caffeinated. Shut up. Go to <laughs> com slash brainstew and shut up. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week. Thank you, Ben, for coming on. No problem. It's uh, a pleasure. And, and uh, take a look at Ben's podcast. It's Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Some really interesting conversations with many different people on there. So, yeah, thanks, Ben. And uh, we'll see you next time. Later. Thank you very much. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.